Welcome to Carving the Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carving the Stone. So to our new listeners, Carving the Stone is a media company that reports on positive news. We do this through articles, video interviews. We have a radio segment with 101.7 The Truth in Milwaukee, and you're listening to our newest endeavor, um, our podcast. So every Tuesday, I bring someone on around from the world to listen to, um, um, to talk about the positive things in their life. So before I bring on our next guest, I want to make the announcement here. So I officially got the approval to cover Rolling Loud Festival in person. This is our first national press um, credential, so I'm very excited. I will br- I'll be bringing Tyree Pope III, who is a scholarship recipient. Um, he's a videographer. He shot many videos for us and photos. And so I'll be bringing him along with us. And for three days, two days, we'll be out there in California covering the festival. So if you're a small business listening, we have packages starting at $350 if you want to advertise your business and, you know, in front of thousands um, of festival goers. So we'll be able to include you in our video interviews and in our articles on our social media, um, in our newsletters. So if you're interested, Hit, hit me up at cns at carbonstone.com. So now let's really get into why we're here. Uh, let's bring on the unofficial mayor of Milwaukee, Raynell Washington. What up? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's funny. Every time somebody say that, I'd be like, uh, here we go again. Ha <laughs> ha. I wanted to say it. I had to say it. When I heard that, I was like, that's dope. How the Man, we're going to get into that. So, yeah. uh. You have so many titles. I think like when people hear your name, they're like, well, I know him from Social X or I know him from AmFam or I know him as an unofficial mayor or I know him as a dance person. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I announce any title, even though I just announced a lot of them, um, who do you see yourself as? Like when you like, when you wake up in the morning, like you hold so many titles and sometimes yeah. we can get stuck behind that. Like who do you see in the morning when you wake up? Uh, that's a great question. You know, the one thing, I would say is first, it's, it's a blessing to be myself. I think, you know, God gave me a a life that has had a lot of different types of experiences and to be in those different places and to be revered and to be someone that people see as a positive black man, uh, given everything that we're doing today, the first thing I would say is I see myself as blessed. Um, I see myself as somebody that is a positive influence for a lot of different people, um, black men and women and everybody in between and uh, individuals from other cultural and uh, races as well too. And I would just say, you know, I'm somebody just love to have fun. You know, I wanna seize the moment. Um, I don't take myself too seriously, which is why I love dancing. Um, But at the end of the day, I love handling my business and making sure that other people had an opportunity to experience some of the things that I've had at bare minimum and exceed the successes that I've had. So I always want to be somebody that be known to open the door for you and uh, make sure that our city, um, Milwaukee, is one that's on the map and is one that people see as somewhere where you can live, work, play, and thrive, and not just all of the negative stuff that you, you know, typically uh, hear in the news and the media. And that's why I love that you asked me to be on this platform because you covering the positive news and it's a lot of positive things happening in Milwaukee. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you on here because I, I personally wanted to say thank you to you and the entire American Family Insurance team. Um, so one of his titles is American Family Insurance Partnership Development Advisor. And so um, through their Office of Communications and Social Impact. So him and that team 
they came in and was like, we really like what you are doing with Carbon Stone. Like, we see your passion and we actually want to fund it. Like, we want to help you, like, help push that forward. And that really changed the way I thought of myself, though. Like, because for a long time, I thought that nobody see what I was doing. I didn't think I was really, I thought it was, I was, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was appreciated. And so when y'all came in, was like, no, we actually see you and we want you to keep going. Like, I will never, never forget that. I really appreciate y'all. It's way more than the money because I can literally text you, like, can you come on a podcast? Can you tell me who I can talk to about a nonprofit? Can you um help me with this resource? I'm just not feeling okay. Who can I go talk to? And so you don't only do that for me. You do that for, the you know, the entire community of Milwaukee. So um going into AmFam, since that was the first title I introduced, how did you even get into that role? And can you explain, like, what you do within that role? Yeah. So I do want to just say one quick comment. One one of the things that some individuals say is, um, I'm somebody that loves to watch people do what they do best. And before we even met in person, I was seeing your brand and some of your posts on like LinkedIn and, and different places on like Instagram. And I was like, who is this little bubbly, light-skinned girl out here with this big afro? You know, I was like, I need to go meet her. And it's only a few folks with the big fro you and the dia that's real recognizable with y'all froze. it's others but y'all the two that i first think of when i think about that um so i was like you know i, I love watching people from afar get a feel for their brand you know what they what they're targeting and see where there's some opportunity to you know provide some support so that's actually what my role is is to find unique opportunities to develop a strategic partnership and provide some capacity building and support for American Family Insurance. And I also do that for a couple other companies. We'll talk about that later. But I think that's the beauty of Milwaukee is there's so many talented people. There's a lot of other Naishas in this city and beyond who have some great platforms. They're doing great work. They just need a little bit of resource behind them to help it grow and expand it. And I think that's one of the great things about American Family in my role and our division is we want to make sure that within communities that typically don't get investment, they have the opportunity to do that. So um, honestly, it's how I got here is just everything that I've been doing in my life. Like um, I went to school at UW-Milwaukee. I studied uh, business, finance in particular, and real estate. I started working at BMO Harris Bank, being a banker. So economic development and business and real estate is something I love. So when I see entrepreneurs and creative doing different things, I'm just like, okay, I see the vision. I see your, how your business plan is supposed to be. I see who your market is. You know, I don't mind helping people because that's what I was doing anyway. And then we started Social X about 11 years ago. So then I started building a real great foundation and community from that. I used to coach AU basketball. So I got affinity for sports. And I coach a lot of like great AU basketball players who are doing great stuff in Milwaukee now. So from all those different things within community and sports and business, like I just built a great network and know a lot of people and was able to get in a lot of different rooms and doors from, you know, being that person. And then I love giving back to community. So it just rounds out who I am as a person, but then also what I was just doing on the side for fun and um, how I used to make money and some of my other career uh, endeavors before I joined AmFam. You talk about it like with ease, like how you just transition, but it's because like the passion you have behind it, like, you know, it's community, you know what you like, you know, your why. So one thing I've noticed is that you have so 
you all you you kind of figure out a way to like kind of be there even when you're not there. So like, how do you do time management? Like, cause you have a lot of roles, you do a lot of things, but yet you still make time to do what you want to do and you know have fun. And so like, how do you how do you manage that time? Yeah. So the first thing I would say, honestly, um, before I joined AFM, I was at another bank. Um, so I've been in banking before I joined AFM. So this is really only the second industry I've been in. Um, the the roles that I have have allowed me to kind of blend all the things I do. Like they enjoyed that I was doing all the community stuff and they would actually get credit for it because um, in financial services, you have to give back to community. So they loved that I was in community. So I was really doing what I loved, but also got paid doing it too. So, you know, the volunteer stuff that I was doing, the community aspect of what I do, it, it helped shine the light on some of the different areas that each of those entities wanted to get into themselves. They just needed somebody that was doing it and to bring awareness to it. So that helps too. The other piece of it from a, um, just a, one of the intangibles uh, that I have is like one, I'm really passionate about it, but then, you know, logistically I have to calendar everything. So I calendar everything. Um, I let people know like, yeah, I'll meet, but we might have to be a couple weeks out. Or, you know, I'm a, I'm a morning person. We can go meet, call, get coffee. I know a lot of people like going to happy hour, doing stuff like that. Like, I don't like evening meetings because I'll be booked and busy. So I'll, I'll tell people like, look, let's get up in the morning. Let's go get coffee, grab breakfast. Uh, we could do a lunch here and there. Um, you know, sometimes we could do, you know, a quick Zoom, you know, during the day. But I think just making time for people is, it shows them that you care. And it lets people know that you really value, you know, what they're trying to bring to the market or to the community because we need it. And that's the other piece of it as well is like, I realized how much Milwaukee needs these positive news stories, these platforms, but then also this innovative idea that somebody might be need, want to bring to the table, but they just need some help kind of fleshing it out. But then also they may, may need some resources behind it too. Now, I love that you hit on like all those key points. Um, one of the biggest things I like love about you is that you're able to go into any community. It doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter who, who's in the room and you can make them smile. You can make like even the grumpiest person to, like get up and dance with you. Um, what do people mean to you? And like specifically relationships, because um, I know I see you on social media, but you're really an in-person like person, like you're a people person. Like what do people mean to you? Yeah, you know, the one thing I say first is that it took a long time to be able to understand people. And that's really a key science um, to relationships is understanding people. Um, within my own circle of friends, family, um, we've had trauma, we've had loss, we've had arguments, we've had um, breakups, a lot of different emotions. And I think from all of that, I've learned um, how to navigate a lot of different situations and it allowed me to talk to a lot of different people. So the grumpiest person in the room, I can walk up to them and figure out how to get them to spark a conversation and speak. But then also the person in the room who might feel like, um, I don't really need to be here. I'm above this room. I know how to make them feel like, no, you need to stay because you can give something to somebody else. So it took a long time. Um, I'd host a lot of different events. 
So one of the things I think is really important is making people feel seen at these different events. Cause sometimes people come, they know absolutely nobody in the room, but then also to the person that knows everybody in the room, how do you make them uh, feel like they can take on one more person and build a connection? So when I'm in a room, it's two things. It's one, I'm trying to meet somebody else. And I'm trying to see who else can meet somebody else so they can either broker some type of business deal, build a friendship, maybe fall in love, whatever the case may be, I'm trying to bring people together. And that's one of the great things that I just love um, that I've learned how to do. And I think it's a great skill set. And when you have a skill set like that, one, people love it. But then two, it's monetizable too. So you you always gonna have some value if you know how to put some people together and make some things happen. Every question I've asked right now, he has somehow brought it back to, you know, making some money. He gets the bag. If y'all have not heard <laughs> it, <laughs> y'all have to listen to the key things, pay attention to the details. Okay. So, so uh, social X has been mentioned a few times. Um, talk about it, but specifically you, you, you've been consistent with, you said 11 years, right? Yeah. 11. So some, I think now people like it's really starting to get, it's like now is their time to shine. Like people know you and your, mm -hmm. and social X, people want to be at your events. Like y'all want it. Um, how did you keep that consistency up and how did you build that branding? Yeah. So it'll actually be 11 years this fall. Um, so it's a little early, but we close. Um, it was actually birth from community. Like, when we think about 2012, the Milwaukee that we know today is is not the same. So like all of the black owned establishments that we have, Tropic, Truth, Allure, Brownstone, Slush, Dak Shack, like we didn't have all that. You probably had Chic Lounge and you might not remember Chic Lounge. Um, and then we had like 311 and maybe one other spot way out north, near Northridge and then one somewhere random on the east side. So if you, you know, were somebody that wanted to go out, grab a drink, grab some food, you couldn't just walk out the door and go to all the great places that we have now. So it was hard for black and brown people to come together. There were so many people who was moving into Milwaukee that was like, man, I hate this city. I'm about to go back home because one, I can't find, you know, people like myself who are like-minded, but then two, when it comes to like jobs and different stuff like that, like they wanted to work for companies that had a lot of other black people like them and that wasn't just here. But then from a nightlife perspective, you go to like Atlanta, Houston, Charlotte, all these, New York, um, I could just walk in, spend my money and not be, you know, stopped at the door for um, having a tattoo on my neck for a necklace, you know what I'm saying? Um, your pants too baggy, but they slimmer than, you know what I'm saying, slim. But these are the types of things that was happening then. I mean, obviously some stuff happened now you get profiled, but for our black folks who were lawyers, doctors, business owners, they was getting stopped at the door and people was not having that. So um, our former president, Nairi Davidson, um, now was in music, real uh, great songwriter. He had the idea, he brought together myself and four other people. And he said, we need to do something for the city of Milwaukee so black and brown people can be seen and they got something to do. So we started with our staple event with the wind down, which is our casual networking series. We did it once a month. It was great because it let people from the city of Milwaukee and transplant. So those who just move here come together. We would frequent um, a spot 
people try to select black owned spots, but then also get into spots that was hard to get into on your own. And we will basically put our name on the line and say, look, we know the, some of the who's who in Milwaukee. Uh, this is the clientele that you want to have. Uh, we know a lot of great creatives, educators, people who, you know, will bring you extra business. And we going to come bring this crowd who, you know, you want to work with in the future. And it just started as that. But then as we started to grow, we started adding like another event. So we added day parties. Um, we started doing givebacks, um, our annual holiday party. Um, but then businesses started to catch wind. It was like, man, like y'all got some really talented people. We having a hard time finding, you know, black and brown, fill in the blank. So then we started adding our pillars, uh, which are on our website. Um, but essentially, you know, we have a talent recruitment piece and a talent retention piece. So we have a job board. Um, we do a lot of community service. So people wanted us to tap in, but then also people wanted us to market to the crowd as well, too. So through all of that, we developed a lot of great relationships. But I got to give credit to our advisory council. So we had some people who was way more senior than us who have visibility, who are in politics, who um, were able to put their personal name on the line because we are much younger and really green. And sometimes, you know, when you're black business, they don't want you to, they don't want you in certain spaces. They want, they want references. They want all these different things. So our advisory council really helped us out to get it into a space where we can develop a relationship and then start to do this, do some of this stuff on our own which is kind of where you're at that space now where they opened a lot of doors for us, uh, put us in meetings with the mayor and all these funders and people to say like, they do great work, you need to work with them. And then now we want to give it back to everybody else so that they can also have a platform and build these relationships and just create this snowball. Um, a question that I've been asked that I've never been really been able to articulate, even though I do it, I want to ask yeah. you. So yep. How do you build relationships? Like people ask me, like, how did the American Family Insurance work out with you? Like, how did y'all become partners? And I mm -hmm. just can't never articulate it, you know. So how yeah. do you how do you give advice to young people, um, especially people sure. of color that don't even know how to connect with the Milwaukee Bucks, that don't know how to connect with American Family Insurance, but they have an idea or whatever it may be. They may be a dancer, and they like, well, you throw shows. How do I get? Like, how do you start to build up that relationship? And how do you even start that conversation if yeah. you're not always necessarily in a room either? Yeah. Um, you got to figure out how to get in the room. One is two things I'm going to say. Either you need to learn how to get in the room or your work has to be so great that I will find you, right? So one of those two things is going to happen. Um, one, of the, one of the other things I think is a deterrent for some is they start to give up way too fast and they almost are right there at that point where the floodgates gonna open for sponsorship and support and all that stuff like that. So it's like some of those memes and graphics you see on Instagram where, you know, the treasure is right there. They just need to hit, 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 you know, take their pickaxe and make one more little notch and then it's gonna fall out. You know what I'm saying? So I would say, one, you gotta shoot your shot all the time. You know, you're gonna hear a thousand no's, but that one yes might be so great, it was worth it. And I'll be honest, there was a time when I want to hang up social life. So I was like, man, we ain't making no penetration. You know what I'm saying? Like, do people really like what we do? You know, but all it takes is that one person to say, man, I really love what y'all did. You know, I had the opportunity to da, 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 da. 
or I met somebody great and it opened up an opportunity for a bit, you know what I'm saying? So when you hear that, it's like, all right, you got to keep going. You can't give up. So for some of the individuals who may be pivoting um, into a new endeavor, entrepreneurship, creative, nonprofit, one, it's about building a relationship. And I just did a talk at UWM. A lot of times people say it ain't what you know, it's who you know, but it's also who knows you that's important. So those times where you don't feel like going to network, you don't feel like making that extra phone call, you, you got to, because this is your thing. And if you care enough about it, you got to uh, make the sacrifice and put yourself out there. The other thing that is extremely important is you got to be a person of great character. And you got to be a person of your word. And if you ever did some shady business, you need to figure out how to go apologize to the people and make it right. And, you know, carry yourself in a different man. That, that was the old me. I'm trying to do it the right way now, whatever the case may be. Because when you're trying to get into doors where, you know, corporate is all about, um, they have a brand image to maintain. And don't get me wrong, corporations make some bad mistakes, but they have PR departments. Shout out to CNS. Y'all can use their services. She do PR. So if you need to, you know, clean up some things, if you need to address some stuff that you did in the past, I definitely say you need to do that. But then also corporations have uh, what's called corporate social responsibility. And a lot of them take on different um, initiatives. So for example, um, during the George Floyd 2020 era, a lot of people had these black initiatives where they want to give back to communities of color, black communities, women to spur economic development. So if you had a business and you and it's almost going on three years and you did not call any of them play, play, uh, places that said we giving out a billion dollars you missed your mark so you know what i'm saying like you have to be, you have to like it was right there and you should have called every single place that said we want to invest a billion dollars five billion ten billion dollars in the black community you got to get on the phone call ask to speak to the person who were in that endeavor and just pitch um the other thing is figure out what they like so if you're on twitter uh, shout out to the Black Twitter. You might have to take yes. a step yeah. back from Black Twitter <laughs> and figure out how J.P. Morgan and Fan, whatever, look at the initiatives that they uh, are doing and say, okay, I'm a Black man, woman, um, gender neutral person that has this endeavor. I want to learn more about how my um, thing can align with what y'all are doing. So you just really have to do a little research and figure out who it is. And then definitely you should be on LinkedIn. If you do anything with a business or you're a nonprofit or whatever, you need to have LinkedIn and you need to be building relationships on LinkedIn digitally because this hybrid world that we in is not going anywhere. It's gonna be a mix of in-person and hybrid for the rest of our lives. Um, they already into the metaverse. So you need to be building some ground uh, there too. Yeah, eventually, you know, Carmenstone will have a headquarters in the metaverse. That's going to be weird, but it's going to be dope. It's going to yeah. be real dope. I don't know mm -hmm. how we're going to get there. Yeah. Um, but so you've won a lot of awards before, mister. You you, ha you have a lot of stuff. Uh, UWM, um, th did you get it yet or is it? No. So the ceremony is on the 24th. So um, a, a couple weeks. What's the official um, award title? So... Um, they have a couple of different categories. I'm specifically getting the Impact Award. Yeah. 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 So, so you, my Impact Award. Shout out to the Panthers. 
<laughs> Shout out to UWM. They taught me so much. Uh, yeah. You are very humble. And I say that about uh, mostly everybody I bring on here is very humble. I think that's why I bring you along here so y'all can yeah. talk y'all stuff um, in the most humblest way. But so you've been Business Journal 40 Under 40, UWM, Impact Award, um, just plenty of different stuff. Like each time you win an award, how do you feel? It's a blessing, straight up, because there are a lot of other people I know who are way smarter than I am. Um, they probably work harder, too. They just don't get the recognition. I feel like, you know, God has allowed me to get these awards and he's allowed me to get them because I carry myself in a way where I don't make it about me. I think that's why he continues to allow me to be um, awarded and recognized in all these different places and by different people because it's about the people. Like somebody gave me an opportunity. I did the best I could with it. And somebody felt like I was good enough to get that award. Um, and that's really what it is. Um, you know, I think I'm a, I was a decent student. Again, you know, I wasn't a four point student, but I worked hard. Um, I love sports, so I I'm a competitor. And I don't want people to outwork me. So, like, when people are like, man, everybody know you, I'd be like, yeah, because I do the work. I go to these events. I introduce myself to people. People need to know what I do. So I take time to introduce people to all the stuff I am and make connections and make sure that people remember me. So, like, um, next time something come up, they're like, man, I met this black dude. Uh, I can't think of his name. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's ain't that many people named Rennell in the city either. So, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, oh, he worked for, Am you know what I'm saying, AmFam or he worked for whatever. Like, people are going to remember me because I'll need you to know what I do because that's my role. And I can't sell a city. I can't make a city better if I don't know, one, what's happening. And then somebody don't know that they got a resource that can help them do what they need to do better. So it's really a blessing. Um I'm humble every time someone feels like I'm deserving of an award. Like the UWM award was one that I actually didn't know existed. Um, one of our AMFM partners just asked me for my resume and said, can I get a letter of support? And I was like, for what? She was like, I'm going to nominate you for this award. And I was like, oh, what is it called? And she didn't even know at the time. She just said, I'm going to just write this recognition and we'll figure it out. So you know, it's been a lot of different instances like that when people were just like, hey, you should sign up for this. Just give me a resume and I'll do the rest of the work. So I've never really championed myself to be um, awarded like that for real, except one time. The one award I really, really wanted was um, the Shepherd Express Milwaukee of the Year. I didn't I win. I wanted that so one too. It. You know, so it was funny because I, I nominated myself. I ain't no friend. I was like, you know I'm what? Sure did too. <laughs> I could be Milwaukee another year. You know what I'm saying? Because I do a lot for the city. But then once I made it to the final, several other people inboxed me and said, oh, I nominated you. You know? So I was like, okay, look at God. You know what I'm saying? But that was the one I really wanted. Because I was like, you know, that would be nice to have on my, my resume to say Milwaukee another year. But I think unofficially when people call me the mayor and all that stuff like that, which is <laughs> embarrassing. Because other people who don't know me, they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, <laughs> like, what? why do people call you that? And a lot of people from out of the city follow me on social media. So they start calling me that, too. And I'd be like, 
no, nah, y'all can't call me that. Y'all mm-hmm. wicked. <laughs> but they do. And it's it's really funny. But it's 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 a term of endearment that I picked up and it's embarrassing, but I enjoy it a little bit. But it'd be making me blush though, because I'm real humble. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should enjoy it. And I'm gonna say you do deserve the stuff. Um you you mentioned something earlier um that stuck with me. You was like, sometimes people need to meet you, even when you don't feel like networking. Yeah. And so yesterday I went to the Atlanta Association of Black Journalists. They have a monthly meeting. I mm-hmm. missed the last two because I was out of town and some other stuff. But it was a panel and they had the pioneers of journalists of journalists down there. So like 40, 60 years in journalism. And like some of them started like BET stuff, like helping yeah. them go like digital and stuff like that. And all these people in the room. And I didn't know it was going to be that big. Usually it's only a few people at the meeting. So it was kind of like a lot of people came. And so. By me going to that event, I was able to like network with all them people and they was able to hear my story because I was like, this is kind of where I've been at with journalism. You know, I kind of need some support. And so all of these people were like, I'm glad I know you now. So now all of these different people know about Naisha Stone. They know about Cardinal Stone. And now they know when the opportunity comes about, hey, let's go think of Naisha because now they know I do PR. Now they know I'm a writer. And then ironically, one of the people who is in charge of the the American Black Film Festival, I applied for some press credentials. Why did I meet the lady? She was like, I got your email. And that was months ago. How possible was I in the same room as this lady of this organization? That's crazy. So don't ever, don't ever doubt yourself. Like, go into that room and don't be scared to speak up. Like, a lot of times as a young person, I'm 26, um, but as a young person, we be scared to speak up in these rooms. And when you don't speak up, sometimes people don't notice you. Like, can't you can't can't nobody look at you and be like, oh, they have all this stuff going on. We just all regular to people. And that's OK. But you have to let people know what's going on with you, because if they don't know, sometimes they just not, they're just going to ignore you. You have to make people pay attention to you. Um, so one I have two more questions for you. Uh, one being and I've, I've asked this before to you, but where do you want to see Milwaukee like go? Like, I know where it's at right now, but like, yeah. even if it's like a year from now, like, where do you want to see the city? Yeah, I, I I truly believe we have all the talent that we need to compete with any other city in America. The, the one challenge that we have is we have uh, poverty at a high level that is economic, but then also I think we have an impoverished mindset sometimes. So one, we have to flip our mindset and change the jaded perspective that we sometimes have of Milwaukee that has been ingrained in us because of a number of different things. Some of systemic racism, some of it is disinvestment and the like. But I feel like the younger generation, younger than myself, is not allowing some of the um, elder stakes people's experiences to be their own. Um, However, we need more resources. And I'm I'm seeing some of the money coming in from other places, but it's it's coming in a space where um, it's kind of helping, but it's also causing a lot of issues. So specifically in the housing and all the different stuff like that. But for the creatives in Milwaukee, keep going, we see you. Um, you know, shout out to Brema, um, others in the music business, they're, they're, you know, making ways and you got people doing um, great fashion, acting, um, 
media like yourself. So you'll get seen. You just got to do the work. And you have to believe that you're going to be the star that you want to be. And you can do it here. Um, I want to see Milwaukee be a great space for all things. Like, I want you to live here safely. I want you to make your money here safely. And I want it to be a space where for Black folks, it can be the um, Wakanda of the North. <laughs> like, straight up. Um, our city is like really black. And I don't think people really realize that outside of that how black it is. Like people talk about Detroit, DC, and Atlanta as like the black meccas a lot of times, but Milwaukee real black. Super. But I want I want us to be black and thriving and not black and surviving. Mm. Poetry. Poetry. Mm -hmm. Well you know you know how I end every interview. When people listen to this interview, what do you want them to get from it? Yeah, so you brought up something great um, when you were talking about how you met the people from ABFF and, and stuff like that. Like, you can't get discouraged. Like, one of the things that I saw on social media that actually I paid a lot of attention to is, you know, people were saying only people in Milwaukee who popular, you know, get supported, right? And I was really paying attention to that because as somebody who um, was, a, I call myself an underdog, um, not now yet a little bit, depending on what room I go into. Um, when I go in a lot of the white spaces, they don't know me from, you know, another black person sometimes, but the few white people who do, they really know me, they really support me. And it, you know, triggers others to say like, you know, okay, I need to meet this guy. But for the younger people, um, in Milwaukee who feel like you're not getting supported, for some of the other mid-career people who feel like you're not getting supported, don't be down on yourself and do not feel like you cannot make it and feel like people are not supporting you. You have to continuously shoot your shot. I'm in sports. You got to Steph Curry the game. You got to AI the game. You got to Kobe the game. You got to take your shot despite the misses. If your work is good and your brand is good and your reputation is not tarnished because of some bad business or stuff like that. People will be willing to work with you and they will find you. You have to do good business. You got to put yourself out there. I know uh, we in the era of this microwave nature of how fast you want to get on. Like it's not <laughs> going to happen that fast. Like that's so, that is like a one in 100,000 that that's going to happen. Like it's not going to happen overnight. It is not, I'm sorry. It don't happen like that. Like you can go viral, maybe, but that can't be your business strategy. Like if you do good work, people will find you and you have to build relationships. Like if you host an event and one person come, that's one more person that you didn't have that knew about your business. If you do a live and you have five people on that live, that's five people who never knew about your live before. It's about compounding. So I'm in banking. I used to bank and be a banker. It's compounding. So you put $1 in the bank, you put another dollar in the bank, you got two. Take those $2 and multiply them, uh, add them together. Two and two, that's four. Put four more in, four and four, that's eight. Like it's, it's every time you do something, it's an opportunity to add more to your resume. And a new client, um, new person to buy some art, you know, new person to listen to your music, just keep going and remember like every time you get one person, that's one more person than time before. So just keep going, man. I, I'm willing to meet with some people. 
I meet with people all the time. I don't be charging, you know, you know, meeting fee. But no, if you meet with me, I'm gonna press you and you gonna have to do some work. And if I ask you, did you do the work I asked you to do and you ain't do it, then I can't meet with you no more. Cause you know, my time is valuable. I want to put myself out there for people, but you got to do what I would tell you to do straight up. And I mentor a lot of people and I usually do it for free. Like I know a lot of people be charging. Um, that's not how I get my bag. I get my bag from the partnerships and stuff I do. So. Nah, we, he's looking at the time. We both looking at the time. Yeah. Uh, Carving the Stone podcast right now, Washington. Uh, remember, in the end, everything will be Carving the Stone. And make sure to join us every Tuesday. Um, and hit Raynell up, though. When people shoot, they, when they tell you to contact them, contact them. Raynell Washington. Make sure you do it. So in the end, everything will be Carving the Stone. Peace. In the end, everything will be Carving the Stone. <laughs>